We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Knicks Film School pregame podcast. My name is Andrew Claudio, a.k.a. GMAC. And on today's show, we are previewing the Knicks Friday night matchup against the Washington Wizards in the nation's capital. The Wizards come in at 18 and 24, 12th place in the Eastern Conference and very banged up. They have a very extensive injury report um, presented by Weiss and Rosenblum. And the Knicks do not. The Knicks actually have nobody on their injury report. This will be one of the first times in a while. I guess technically Wednesday was the first time in a while that the Knicks come in extremely healthy and with everybody available. Um, But the Wizards, on the other hand, are a different story. And that leads to a couple of connections between the Knicks and the Wizards because Kristaps Porzingis is day to day with, I believe, an ankle injury and... I don't need to say why the name Kristaps Porzingis is important to Knicks fans. Uh, I believe he's a game time decision. We'll hear more about it with the conversation you'll hear in just a second. Um, I, I would count more on next Wednesday being a, a guarantee that he'll play when he's at the Garden instead. Um, Taj Gibson, as a result of Kristaps Porzingis, is starting games for the Washington Wizards because Daniel Gafford has also been out. Uh, Bradley Beal has has been hit and miss over the last month uh, because of a hamstring injury. Uh, and as a result, Taj, good old Taj, uh, rewatched the uh, rewatch, watched for the first time uh, the the Wizards game against the Bulls on Wednesday night. And Taj Gibson playing the entire stretch run of the fourth quarter and making play after play set screens diving for loose balls uh y- you name it Tosh Gibson being an important player doing smart things down the stretch something we're very familiar with as Knicks fans those are the two big connections that the Knicks have with the Wizards um who are a team that may have some decisions to make for how their season might go going forward and who better to talk about where that season might go then with Ava Wallace of the Washington Post um, she uh, gives me about 30 minutes mostly on the injuries and then does talk about the uh, inflection point that this wizard season may be headed toward uh, also some 
pretty introspective stuff about Christoph's Porzingis that I personally never considered. So I hope you enjoy it. Let's get to it. Here is my conversation previewing the Knicks and Wizards matchup with Ava Wallace of the Washington Post. Joining me now on the latest edition of the Knicks Film School pregame show, uh, the Knicks take on the Washington Wizards. And there are obviously some Knicks connections, whether it be uh, the great Kristaps Porzingis, who will find out if he's actually going to be available for this game. And of course, the fan favorite, the OG Taj Gibson, who <laughs> going off the most recent game may end up starting this game for the Wizards. Uh, she covers the Wizards for the Washington Post. Her name is Ava Wallace. Ava, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this this week, they just came off playing the Bulls. They got the mix nexus. Taj Gibson's exes here. Oh, wow. I didn't even put two or two together. <laughs> Do they have the Timberwolves next week? Or are we going to go flip through the whole set? No, they've done the Timberwolves. They've done the Timberwolves. I mean, okay. to go through like, Taj's whole I mean, you're, you're going back. He's he's a guy who, like, you walk into arenas and, like, the security people will be like, oh, my God, Taj Gibson. I remember him. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay. Like, he's yeah. an old man. Yeah, I, I just got done telling you that I I rewatch well rewatched I watched for the first time the Bulls, the Bulls Wizards game uh, from last night at time of recording last night, and while the offense was uh, something to be desired, as especially the fourth quarter mm-hmm. offense, it was hard not to notice just Taj Gibson being involved in so many productive plays, good rotations, uh, screens that were set, some getting his hand in on some loose balls. And it's like, oh yeah, Taj, I remember this. This this was really fun for for a long time. Is that if, if you just want to, we'll we'll get the Taj stuff out of the way now. It, has that been a common theme among uh, Wizards fans at least? That oh wow, Taj Gibson, good to have a vet like that on your team. I think yes, because that's what Wes Unsell Jr. will sing this guy's praises about. Just he's the veteran veteran kind of stabilizer that we need. He knows so much, um, and Taj himself is just like the most wonderful person to deal with. He is always so happy. The thing after whatever he has, like even a minorly good game, um, he's saying, I am, I'm just so happy to be around all these young guys and to hear all the young guys like cheering for me and calling my name. And he seems to really be aware of his career is coming to an end. And, you know, he's 37. Um, so he seems to really appreciate being on this team. So yes, he's done really well for the Wizards. Um, he was out a little bit recently, I, I believe, with a groin strain, and that's just from his, he had a really sharp uptick in minutes since they've kind of gone to this bigger lineup. Um, he's been good for them. I don't necessarily think it's a good thing that they are leaning on him so much. Uh, so it's kind of a double-edged sword there, where he has been really steady and he has, when he's called on, been able to kind of um, just go back to fundamentals. They have a lot of players who will get a little bit rushed or, or get disorganized and kind of forget what they have to do on defense. And Taj is always really stable on that, but you know, you don't want to be depending on, on Taj Gibson to be kind of like anchoring your defense as much as they do. This is, I, I cannot tell you how familiar I find all of this, especially, <laughs> especially last season. Here. Well, well, so like you had like Mitchell Robinson was in and out of the lineup for the Knicks last year. And when mm-hmm. he was on the court, he was outstanding, but he was dealing with, I don't want to say a weight issue. He put on a ton of muscle the offseason mm-hmm. prior and he showed up just like at a different playing weight and almost had to play himself into the shape that he yeah. was the year before. So as a result, we saw a lot of Taj last season and it was hard not to, like you said, notice all the good things he does as a savvy veteran and then look at like, oh, we're getting 30 minutes of Taj Gibson. And that's why we're not going to the play. Well, not specifically why we're not going to the playoffs, but right. it's not a recipe that screams success. Um, 
that does lead to the first place I wanted to go with talking about the Wizards. And it's the it's just hard not to notice the injuries. Like mm. You do see the, the 18 and 24 record and obviously that losing streak in the middle of December. But it's also not a fully explainable thing with like Bradley Beal missing the time he has Gafford missing the time, obviously Porzingis missing the time. But would you say like as far as vibes around the Wizards are concerned or like the, the injury where we're just like bit by that bug this season? Yeah, and not even it, it's not something that anybody waited until this season to start talking about either. Like um, general manager Tommy Shepard and coach Wes Unsell Jr. I think preseason, you know, every coach says we just need to stay healthy and we'll be at our best. But they were like, that will be our key this year. Like if we can keep guys on the floor, we think we'll be fine. And they kind of showed that during that 10 game stretch where they really did have just about everybody available. Um, DeLon Wright came back, Rui Hachimura came back and they looked pretty good, but like, it is to the point where you have to start wondering like, what is going on with this team? Um, mm-hmm. it, Porzingis actually has, he's, he's been pretty okay, especially for a guy that they use as much as he do. And a guy with injury uh, history that he has, he's been able to stay on the court for, for a while. Um, Kuzma has been good. Bradley Beal has missed a lot of time, um, which is of course something you notice more after a guy signs a $250 million contract. You can't mm-hmm. kind of keep that out of your mind. Um, but it's just, you know, Rui Hachimura missed weeks and weeks um, with a, uh, a sprained ankle that re- revealed a bone bruise after he had an MRI. DeLon Wright had a long-term hamstring strain. Corey Kispert missed the start of the season because of an ankle sprain. Like, it's just, uh, you can kind of talk about the density of games. You can talk about the, I don't coming back. I, I don't think the narrative of, like, coming back from the pandemic is exists anymore. But um, it's just... It's getting to the point where you're kind of like, what's going on here? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it was what? It was the Giannis 55 point game that Beal came back, played yes. 13 minutes, and then had to had to shut it down again. Yeah. I guess if, if I could just go through them one by one mm-hmm. for Friday night's game, I guess when people are listening to this, tonight's game, is there a chance we see? I know he was just recently cleared to practice, but is there a chance we see him Friday night? I would, um, I would be surprised. I don't think there's a 0% chance, but I would be surprised just given how they handled his hamstring before. So Mm -hmm. I think he was still out. I think it was still like a six game or maybe a a six day, excuse me, or a week long period since he came back from the first hamstring strain. So in December, he had a right hamstring strain. Sorry, I keep messing that up. Uh, He missed a a chunk of games for that. Came back, uh, had left hamstring soreness that that's what you're talking about. He came back from played 13 minutes and then he re-aggravated the injury, turned into a strain. Um, So I would I would have to think they've got to be really really cautious just because the first game he did try to come back from that soreness it was when he had the strain um, so I think he'll start practicing and start ramping up but I would I would bet uh, when he came back in that game that Giannis had fifty five his minutes restriction was thirty two which is hardly a restriction so he, they they thought he was good to go basically okay. uh, comes back and and you know second rotation in in the second quarter he, he tweaks something. Um, so I would not be surprised if they're like really, really careful and we don't see him on Friday at all. This may actually, that, that might more lead to, they play each other next Wednesday. So that there's a chance for that. That's a better question for then, but I would be lying if as a Knicks fan, I'm not curious of the next guy I'm going to ask. And it's Christoph Porzingis who look, (laughs) we have a Patreon pod where we talk about the NBA at large. And we a little over a month ago did our, our all-star way too early all-star ballots just to look at the conversation, see where Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle would fall. And it was just hard not to notice how really good Christoph Porzingis has been this year. Yeah. Um, First question, 
do we see him? I know he's day to day, but do we see him Friday night? Um, it's tough to know because one contusion bruises are, are really funky. Like if they're deep enough, they can really keep you. And especially a rib contusion like that might, you know, you get a little bit less trunk rotation, you get a little bit less movement, especially for a shooter. Um, so that one, you know, last night they didn't even kind of wait for game time. They're just like, this dude's out a couple of hours before the game. So once again, it's something he could come back from, but I'm always, I'm always kind of inclined to, um, with especially, Okay, you know what's you know what's making me biased is that he didn't play against Dallas this year. <laughs> so, uh, okay. so, uh, he had a random one game. I forget we didn't see anything, and later Wes Unsell Jr. was like, "Oh no, that happened the game before," and we were kind of like, "Okay." Um, but so I am I am totally letting that bias me. I, I know KP will want to play against the Knicks and everything like that, but it, it really really could go either way. They didn't practice today either, so um, I'm not sure. It was kind of a get what you need day for them, and guys came in and got treatment and things like that. So. I'll be interested to hear it shoot around tomorrow. If he misses tomorrow, it's un- understandable more toward recovery. It'll be yes. fascinating how next Wednesday goes back in yes. the garden. Oh, um, I think I think he'll definitely. If I would be shocked that he misses that, he loves good. the garden. He loves playing at the garden, man. As, as he has said many a time, like yeah, yeah. if anything, he yeah. wishes he still was playing at the garden. <laughs> but neither here nor there. I do want to at least discuss a little bit about how good he's been this mm. season and like, what have you heard from seen obviously, but like heard from him specifically, like what's the biggest difference is, is I, I can't put it to, it's as simple as I'm not like I'm featured more, not next to Luca, you know, like it, there has to be something different, at least for me. What have, what have you heard and what have you seen? It's not necessarily that he's not next to Luca, but it is, it is more so that this offense was designed to let him and Beal cook. Like they're very purposefully giving him pretty much all the space he needs. Um, obviously they're happy to use him and use him and use him. And so on court, he likes the offense, um, that, that they're putting him in. He's liking the opportunities that Wes Unsell Jr. is giving him. He's, he's kind of not being asked to do anything super crazy, even on the defensive end. I mean, in this big lineup, the whole point of him playing next to Daniel Gafford, that takes a lot of defensive weight off of his shoulders. He said after that uh, Philly game, which I think was the second game after they debuted that starting lineup, we were like, how do you like the new group? We said, great. I don't have to guard Joel Embiid. This is my dream. Perfect. Wonderful. Um, so I, I think they are kind of catering a little bit to him. We've been asking opposing coaches if the Wizards have been using him necessarily differently. And they're saying maybe he's getting a little bit more pick and pop. They are using him smartly in space, but mostly it's just the kind of the offense revolves around um, him and Beal. But the thing that it, that he'll tell you, and he's kind of said since he got here and has grown a little bit more I guess, passionate about is he really loves being in DC. He likes this organization. The organization from ownership on down really values him and kind of how he goes about his business, which is generally pretty quiet, uh, at least on the surface. What I see and what I've heard is he doesn't ask for all that much. Uh, you know, he's, he's your typical, you know, number two on, on the call sheet. Like he, he, he basically asks for what he is worth is what is how it's been put to me. Um, which they appreciate, but he really likes being in the Eastern Conference where the time difference back home uh, is only six or seven hours from Latvia. He did not like being in the West for that reason. It was hard to get in touch with his family. It's a little bit easier to travel around the Eastern Conference. Um, DC, a lot of European players say this. I cover tennis a lot and tennis players say this too. Reminds people of European cities, I think because of all the monuments and like limestone i'm not really sure i'm from here i i, I don't have that many that <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. in european cities but um so he's just really happy on this team really happy in this organization likes the location 
Um, so I, I honestly think that's a really big part of it. And of course, it's a contract year for him. So I never considered that the yeah. the 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 first of all the DC uh, correlations to other cities overseas. Yeah, uh, it, you think it's like an exaggeration, but it is like stunning how many people athletes from all different sports will say that first thing. It's very weird. I'd be curious. Like I know New York gets get some of that because like the, I don't know if there's there's not New York, as New York. <laughs> that's the thing New York yeah. uh, again you're like you're right it's there's there's <laughs> there's a different different type of thing there yeah. um so I'll ask you now about Daniel Gafford and I just I'll just go down the list Daniel Gafford do we see him on on Friday night Danny uh, Gaff's got the ankle right yeah um I could I could see <laughs> The thing about the Wizards is all of the injuries they've had this year, and Coach Wes Unsell Jr. has commented on this, you haven't seen a ton, 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 ton of guys pushing through injuries. And obviously, I'm not saying, you know, this is your job. Don't sacrifice your body. You sacrifice your body enough. Like, I'm not siding with owners or whatever here, but um, it is notable how many injuries they've had. And it'll be things like lower back soreness or a guy tweaks this, and you're kind of like... I don't know if it's just the fact that a team that's more in the hunt, you're seeing guys Mm. play through that stuff more that it's January. So what's the point? Um, But a a lot of that stuff has, has kind of been uh, obvious to the point where we asked Wes Unsell Jr. about it when Anthony Gill, the 15th guy on the roster had an injury once and we were like, Hey, he's playing. And Wes Unsell Jr. was like, yeah, I wish more guys would do that. That's a good example that he's setting there. Okay, um, but but for an ankle sprain, if it's not, um, you know, we haven't got any news that it's like a crazy high sprain or if it's, it's a really severe one. So I wouldn't be surprised if Gaff is back in the lineup. But again, if it's if it's Gaff without KP, does he start? Like, how do they kind of? Do you have to have both of them available and healthy to roll out that big lineup that they've been using? But um, yeah, it's it's they played without three starters the other day, and Corey Kispert. Um, who's been starting in Beal's place, was working through some low back soreness of his own. So they're, they're beaten up, man. The big lineup you're talking about, that's with Kuzma playing the three, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, at the three, KP at the four, and then Gafford's playing the five. Yeah, that's... East is big, yes. That, yeah. <laughs> that, that What's funny, the Knicks... There's this Obi Toppin pipe dream that some fans have that he could play the three, and mm-hmm. hey, I, I found a lineup that I actually might match up well against. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time to less than an hour. When you've got busy, conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool21 and use code FilmSchool21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool21 and use code FilmSchool21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This actually is a good segue. The um, idea that they're the not that these injuries aren't serious, but that they're being held out longer because the team is where they are in the standings, currently 12th in the Eastern Conference. And the other part about their record that is noticeable is that it is sixth in the lottery standings. And look, I, I don't. I don't want to fully like, I know these are professionals and like you're trying to win every game. I'm, I'm never going to accuse pros of like tanking, but it is from an organizational standpoint, curious to not wonder what might happen over the next month from your 
from your obviously your vantage point and the information you get in, what do you foresee happening? Uh, if you had to take a guess over the next month, as far as this team, not a full teardown, but yeah. do we see them start to lean more toward players that might not give them the best chance to win? Yeah, Tommy Shepard told me that that's the general manager again, told me um, two really interesting things I thought at the start of the season when I was doing my preseason uh, preview. And I asked him about the state of the roster and he said, this is in no way our finished product. Like that's going to be very in flux. We've already seen that with like, I think they thought Johnny Davis, their number 10 overall draft pick was going to be much more of a factor. They've brought in Jordan Goodwin instead. That's already kind of an element that's changed um, kind of right off the bat. But of course, the big thing that they have to decide on is Kyle Kuzma, who's who's come out front and said to me, he said to a million other reporters, um, that it would be really silly for him to engage in contract extension negotiations with the Wizards. He plans to test free agency. He knows what he's worth on the market. And he thinks it's more than what he has now. So uh, it would be silly for the Wizards to not trade him. So I do think big trades are coming just because their core guys, one of their core guys has come out and said, yeah, you know, I... I got to test the market. Um, and of course the wizards, if they uh, chance keeping him and then letting him walk for nothing would be really, really bad. Uh, so I think the trade deadline is going to be interesting. They're one of kind of a few teams that I feel like I can really pin down as, as definite sellers. Um, mm. You know, they've got a lot of really good assets who would be attractive to other teams. Talking about guys like Danny Obdia, Rui Hachimura counts as one of those guys. Will Barton, who's a starter in Denver last season and has had, I, I asked him the other day about, how his year's been uh, with Wes Unsell Jr., a guy who he knows and has a great relationship with from Denver. And he said, it's been a really tough year for me. It's been a challenge kind of first moving to bench and trying to figure out my minutes. And then now obviously being fully out of the rotation, uh, a year removed from being a starter on a playoff team. So they have really attractive guys to other teams. Um, so I do kind of expect some major shakeups. I know the question on everybody's mind is like, are they going to trade Bradley Beal? Um, yeah. I, my only question towards that was like, how real is that? I'm sure with your conversations with Tommy, Tommy Shepard, like you'll know better than anybody. Is this even something they'd consider after giving the extension that Beal isn't part of the long-term plans? Um, as far as I have heard, he's the foundation of their long-term plan. So that doesn't mean that he won't be traded or he won't ask out or anything like that in the future. Um, but I would be, given the way that this team has pretty conservatively and slowly moved things in the past, I would be gobsmacked <laughs> if it if would, Beal was gone this early. Yeah. Basically, it would have to be initiated by the player. It's not like a, an organizational decision to... No, the organization Bradley loves Bradley Beal and they've made that very clear and they'll say that till they're blue in the face and that's why they gave him that contract this summer. Um, you know, and he's, he's made a commitment to DC. So I... I especially with how injured he's been and, and you know, everything that Bradley Beal has told us is he doesn't like evaluate. I don't think any player likes evaluating those seasons where they haven't been on the floor that much, but he's barely got the chance really with this team. You know, he's played some games, but he hasn't gotten in a good rhythm this year at all. He had a bad bout of COVID two extended injury breaks strep throat at the beginning of the year. Like it's not been a fair shake for him this year. Yeah. I'd, I'd be, I'd be lying if I wasn't intrigued by uh, Kuz was not a backup, so like him coming to the Knicks is is more. Of, it has to be more uh, a fairy tale than anything else. So I, I can't see there being a, a partner there. The only thing that does intrigue me is the pick protections this year. Now, like the, the Wizards just have to. I, I don't think it's worth the the juice if it's like, hey, we'll give you your pick control over your pick back because right. it's going to convert this year anyway. Exactly. Uh, um, but 
I don't know. That's the only that we've been getting in our in our mentions the the hypothetical like Evan Fournier, Cam Reddish for Will Barton and Kyle Kuzma and your pickback. And I I I doubt that's something they would pursue. Is that fair? I think you've got the right line of thinking there, okay. from what I understand. <laughs> that's what I. I'm glad I'm on the right on the right yeah. track there. Yeah. Um, okay, so as far as this game goes on on Friday night, the it, it's it's really going to come down to I guess who's playing because if Porzingis is unavailable, that then sets up. I cannot believe this might be real. That Taj Gibson might start against Tom Thibodeau in a basketball game, but Ta- Taj Gibson revenge game, man. That, there you go. <laughs> what is such a weird story? Like I cannot imagine writing that in a newspaper in, in mm-hmm. the year twenty twenty three. So it's funny. Earlier in the year, when the Knicks were honestly still figuring out what's the best nine or ten guys that make the mm-hmm. most sense. There was an Alec Burks revenge game. Now the Knicks won that game by by ten, but right. early, I guess they won that. Oh, uh, you know what? They gonna reveal something about myself. They won that game by seven. I know this because Burks hit a layup, a meaningless layup at the end of the game that covered the point spread. So, and I want to talk about a bad beat. I remember <laughs> that bad beat very well. I might be missing up the number specifically. I do remember the Alec Burks. Layup you remember the like, pain though. It sounds yes, like. <laughs> like you jerk. I can't believe that you did this. Um, awesome. I think it goes to because uh, Burks has obviously been productive as a bench piece in Detroit and Taj is showing his value somewhat in Washington. Um, what is, I mean, this is just kind of like the, these are the guys that come out of the tip system. What is something I guess you're curious about going into the Friday night's game as far as the Knicks uh, Wizards matchup is concerned. The last couple times these guys have played Mitchell Robinson has absolutely killed them on the boards and they've they've upped their rebounding especially since they've been healthy and and the the um the big lineup helps with that but mm-hmm. that's just something they haven't been able to get control of and it kind of speaks to how they've been on defense against the Knicks and they they played the Knicks when they were kind of mired in those times when de- nothing was working for them on mm-hmm. defense they're up to 16th defensive rating in the league i think which is sounds you know very mid which it is but for the wizards that's pretty good stuff um they've had a couple of weird games they showed some spurts of it in the bulls last night but um not certainly not as much as they did against okc in their past couple of games and against the pelicans where like these guys are just especially with people out of the lineup they cannot keep consistent defensive streaks alive so i'm gonna i'm gonna be interested to see that especially um depending on who's missing and who's not because like their offense might be good but um I'll, I'll be really interested to see how they handle Jalen Brunson. And I, I'm also, I'm, I'm really interested to see how they defend Jalen Brunson. I, I'm excited to look at DeLon right against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monty Morris, I, I kind of can't figure out the team is really happy with him, they, but also all they wanted out of point guard this year was to kind of someone to keep them organized and who could not be insane, basically. And Monte Morris is really good at that, but um, Wes Unsell has kind of been singing his praises on defense lately. So I'll be interested to see that matchup too, which is such a weird thing. Like, is that glamorous? I don't think so, but whatever. I'll be watching it. <laughs> it's how they guard potential all star. Exactly. Brunson. I that's a, it's glamorous enough for for me at least. Yeah. Um. The I I'm envisioning the Randall, I guess Taj Gibson matchup as well, mm-hmm. and seeing how how that works. Um. You're right about so. Av, correct me, or I guess I guess inform me on on Avdija. Av, help me say it. Avdia. Avdia. Okay. The J is a Y. (laughs) He had like 19 rebounds, 18 rebounds last night. He's had an up and down season like that where it's like Denny for them has a lot of potential. The team Mm -hmm. really, really believes in his ceiling. Um, 
and he just can't, you know, he's, he has like the wildest spikes on the team probably. So when he's good, he's really good, especially on defense. He's come along certainly as a playmaker. He's been put in some positions that he, you know, will say, I just do what I'm told. I'm, I'm just happy to be used, whatever I'll do. That's clearly not like, yes, I love how they're using me, but um, he's doing well kind of with those things too. Um, he's grown a lot on defense this year, but he's he's definitely one of those guys that I would have to imagine a lot of teams around the league are asking about. Well, I bring him up as well as you brought up the the, the big man lineup that they've been using. And like I when I go to prepare for this, I try to make a chart of like everything the other team is top five in and mm. bottom five in. Okay. Very rare bottom five and top five things for the Wizards, which, like you said, might speak to how mid they might be this season. Yeah. However, it's hard not to notice like the defensive, uh, not the defensive, the boards as far as that's concerned. The one thing that stands out is their top 10 in rebounding. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that speaks to, to, um, to the, the lineup that they choose, but I couldn't help but notice last night. Oh, okay. They, they have a guy that's got a nose for the ball as well. I'm curious. One of the things I'm curious about if he is the backup center tomorrow night is how he matches up with Hartenstein. How he matches up with some of the, backup centers that the Knicks use. And obviously, if he goes against the, the centers as well, um, any other thing that stands out to you um, in this matchup? Um, I will be interested to see, especially if these guys are down are shorthanded. Would they, they almost certainly will be short. Not every single person is going to come back. But um, right. something I saw in the Bulls game and something that I think kind of kicked into gear after those that OKC and, and Pell's game they had at the end of the last week and then on Monday this week is like, I haven't seen the um, the fight that I saw in the Bulls game Last night, I mean, they were diving for 50-50 balls. They were really, like you mentioned, the rebounds were a big thing last night. If they're shorthanded again, I think it's it could be a grittier team. They're going to want to knock off somebody like the Knicks. These are guys who are very like aware of their standings in the NBA generally. So beating somebody like a Bulls, somebody like a Knicks, you know, they're pros. Like you said, they're trying to win every single game. But these are guys that also live up to the moment. Um, so I, I'm kind of going to be interested if they're shorthanded to see how much how much more willing they are to, to do those things like the effort plays. And I sound like a coach now that's dumb coach talk. But yeah, you, know, you know what I, I mean? <laughs> I get it. Believe me, I get it. Yeah. Um, should be interesting. Cause the Knicks it's been, it's been a weird season. The, the first, first month, really the first month they were figuring things out. They have had multiple inflection points where it's like, Oh, this is the thing that, turns them into a tank. Oh, this is the thing that's going to get Thibodeau fired. There's a West Coast trip that's going to be terrible. They go three and two on it. There's a there's a Mavericks game, a matinee game that Dolan speaks to oh, speaks to the front office afterwards and is like, yep, this is if they lose tomorrow, firings will happen. They go win eight in a row. Yeah. After that, um, that kind of sounds like the Wizards, honestly. Like they they've got a really good win against the Jazz. They got a really good win over Dallas without Porzingis, with Luca mm-hmm. playing. Like, and then they have that ten game winning streak where you're just like, these people will never win a game again. Like, <laughs> oh, you mean you know, losing streak? Losing, losing streak, streak, yeah. Which oh, I mean, yeah. that that would be, would be very different if they if they had this different. random winning streak and in the midst of all of it. Like you mentioned, you know, the the tanking is on everybody's mind, and the Wizards are both not good enough to be a playoff team. And they're right in that 12 spot where they always are. It's really, it's, it's like, um, I, I want someone smarter than me to like study the psychology of this organization <laughs> from like an, an organizational standpoint, not a basketball team standpoint. It, it's why from like the, the outside looking in, it's hard not to see like, Oh, sixth on tankathon, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I understand the, the temptation to just like, all right, Bradley Beal, you're shut down for the season. Porzingis, we're gonna 
strategically pay you when we can. I just, it's also January. So I wonder yeah. how, or if that's too early to pull the plug. Um, yeah. But I guess we'll see. Uh, last question before I let you go. Do you have a, I should have prepped you with this. Do you have a friend cat's story? Cause he's become a friend of our show. He's, he's someone that's given us a lot of time. He's honestly low key a contributor of Nick's film school. I'm I have sure him on once is. a month. You know, I'm, and I'm a we're, we're big baseball fans, me and Fred. So we exchange Mets and Yankees texts all the time as well. Oh, I'm so sorry for you on that. Um, <laughs> I've watched oh. so many Yankees. We're like, like, Fred's like, you want to hang out today? And I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, okay, we have to watch the Yankees game. And I'm like, again? Okay. Yes. Growing up in a, I'm a Mets fan. So growing okay. up in a Yankee house, around Yankee fans, I appreciate the the apologies. Would that make you a Nationals fan though? I did grow up in that. Well, because, you know, I would, when the team got here, I was in what, like fourth grade or something. Okay. So, yes, I'm, I am a Nats fan. Um, I, I, I told them when they hired me at the post, I was like, just never make me cover baseball. One, I'd like to <laughs> I'd like to enjoy the sport. And two, I never want to go to a baseball clubhouse. Thank you. Fair. Um, fair. Okay. I, I feel like all of the Fred Katz stories I have are also Scott Brooks stories because Fred Katz and Scott Brooks had the funniest weirdest relationship like like one time fred got back from vacation on italy or something and i guess had put on some like vacation weight or whatever and scott brooks was just like she's never gonna marry you now and he was just like <laughs> or like just, just like absolutely roast fred and like only fred for the weirdest things and he knows all these stories and he loves scott brooks but like we'd all just be standing there like holy shit but what a crazy man yeah, Fred had had hinted to, oh, well, didn't hint. He actually told us like he went out to coffee with with Scott Brooks like a month or so ago, and it, we were just like, oh, you, you and Scott Brooks just wait, pick, don't don't hurt yourself when you pick up that name you you dropped. But I guess that's again the nature of your your industry, you know. You uh, you know, no, it, yes, it is. But Fred and Scott are 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 different. <laughs> they're different. Okay, they're, they're built different. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Ava, this was this was great. I look forward to this matchup. Um, obviously, I'd look forward to it more if Porzingis plays. But again, I, I it's the theme of the pod. The the Taj Gibson of it all actually is intriguing as well. Um, please share with everybody where people can find your work. Sure. Um, so I'm on. Tw- I'm, I'm like probably the worst person on Twitter in the NBA, uh, but you know that's fine. I'm Ava R. Wallace on Twitter, and then if you just Google Ava Wallace Washington Post, that's where that's the easiest way to find our, our Wizards content. It's it's there on the Post Sports website, but it's buried because you know not the highest priority we have. But, uh, but I cover these guys all season long, so those are the two places. But I got like a minute left. Can I actually ask you, what is the hierarchy of the Wizards? I've, oh. I've been fascinated by it. I, so I went to school in Virginia and I, okay. I had an I have an idea of where the Wizards Virginia, are. Virginia, Virginia or like D.C. suburbs, Virginia? The the, the middle, central Virginia. Okay. We can okay. talk about where I went to school when we sign off. Cool. But, um, I'm, I'm very below the DMV, though. So I think like most. So our, our sports page is is interesting because I, our newspaper is very much like a national newspaper and our sports page is still kind of like caught between like national brand, but we do cover all of the local sports, including all of the local colleges and everything like that. And we kind of, our readership is very much like a local newspaper's readership. So it is, I imagine like every local paper in the country, like NFL team, like top, 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 it is commanders all day, every day. Um, then I think it's Nats, then it's Caps and the Caps have a very, loyal, intense, like a small, but loyal and intense 
that's, uh, hockey. Base. that's hockey. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's where it's like these people will live and die and comment on every single story, mm-hmm. um, but there's not that many of them. And then there's the wizards. Okay. <laughs> Which is Georgetown, does Georgetown supersede that at all? Oh, no, 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 no. no? The okay. Wizards definitely of, of all of the basketball in the air, which is such a shame because DC is such a great basketball town. Like it's, it's good grassroots. We've got great high school basketball. You know, we've got a lot of guys in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Wizards, they just, they, um, they are certainly not as connected to DC as, as, uh, there's opportunity for an NBA team to be connected in the city and the Wizards have kind of fallen off. Interesting. Yeah, that uh, a weatherman from the the ABC affiliate when I was living in in Central VA grew up um, in Arlington and was like a diehard Washington everything. Mm-hmm. And when I try to like talk talk trash to him, be like, ah, like Mello went off against the the um, against the Wizards tonight. He's like, bro, I haven't watched a Wizards game in years, and it was like, oh. Okay, so yeah. just off of that, I was that that very small vacuum of a perspective. I was at least from him, be like, okay, so they're they're further down in the pecking yeah. order. If these if this team gets good, there will be a ready and waiting diehard. And I don't want to like insult. There are a lot of diehard fans, um, mm-hmm. but you know, you see where they rank in attendance. The last time I checked, I have no idea what it is now, but I know towards the beginning of the season they were last in the league in attendance. Um, and it's it's just a shame, but yeah. Once this team gets good, the fan base is going to explode because there's a lot of good basketball people here. Yeah, yeah. Nailed it about hockey, by the way. I, oh yeah. I, I've got people are crazy. <laughs> that it's it's like if it's like if there's an artist, like a musical act that doesn't have the biggest fan base, but damn it, if like the people at that concert are having the time of their lives, living and dying, like it's it's really fun. Yeah, exactly, it's very cool. exactly. Um, Ava, this was great. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. A huge thank you to Ava Wallace of the Washington Post for coming on today's pregame show. Greatly appreciate it. Give her a follow. Ava R. Wallace on Twitter. Um, It's tagged in the hyperlink of this uh, episode description. So please go ahead and check her stuff out. Shout out to Fred Katz once again. A friend of the pod for setting that up. Um, Good to have friends in the industry that will just help you get a guest on for a show much appreciated fred uh that'll do it for me if you dig the show head over to itunes drop a five-star rating and a review we'll obviously be on if you want to catch it live the post-game show um the after the knicks play the wizards tonight in washington um but until next time which will be probably sunday at midnight still actually looking for a guest uh, for sunday's show against the the pistons um but sunday at midnight will probably be when the pregame show drops you can catch it sunday morning before the knicks play at 1 p.m um on sunday uh, a matinee in detroit so we'll see how that goes but until next time thank you for listening stay safe out there Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game tonight. And I will speak with you soon. Peace. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com